process, amen. You can never get to your destination before going through the process. Hello everyone, uh, we welcome you again today on our podcast. Thank you so much for every time that you're there, listening and watching. Uh, without wasting time, today we have my wife who's going to share the word today. So before we go there, let me pray. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for today. We want to thank you for um, all the days that you are with us. Thank you for everyone who's listening, everyone who's uh, watching, that God, as you're taking care of us, that you're also taking care of them. We pray, God, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you for strength. Thank you for your word that we're going to uh, hear in this day to day. I pray, God, in Jesus' mighty name, let that word sink and let that word stay in our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. All right, thank you. So, um... Today's message is titled, God, My Refuge. Um, we can't do without God. We can't live without God. So we hope that by the end of this message, may somebody yield something and most importantly, do the word. Because if we, we do Bible studies all the time, yeah. it's, it's pointless if we don't actually put it to use. Yeah. So our hope and prayer is that as you're listening, we remind ourselves to always, always, not sometimes or most times, do the word of God at all times. Yeah. yeah. So today we'll read from Exodus chapter 14, verse 5 through 7. Mm. If you're there, Okay, Exodus chapter 14, if you want to wanna read. 14, verse 5 to 7. Mm-hmm. All right. Exodus 14, verse 5. Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. So he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. Also, he took 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. All right. All right. Okay, so... Okay, can you read verse 5 one more time? Verse 5, Exodus 14, right? Mm -hmm. Verse 5 says, Now it was told the king of Egypt mm -hmm. that the people fled, and that and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go 
from serving us. All right. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you. So, when I read this chapter, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, oops, <laughs> you know, literally, that's the word. Um, here are the Israelites. God has promised them, you know, bread and butter, milk and honey. And they're so excited to finally, you know, be breaking through out of Egypt after so many years, mm. 400 years of slavery, and just being treated as worse than you can imagine. Yeah. But now they're finally free. And just when they think that we have our brig break, they hear that Pharaoh and his servants are following them, pursuing them back to bring them back to Egypt. So my thought was, okay, if I was like part of the group, what would I have probably said? You know, because yeah. sometimes I tend to say, oh, the Israelites saw God's hand and they were so stubborn. But think about it. God just told you like two days ago, you're going to the promised land. Mm -hmm. And the person that was enslaving you for years, enslaving your ancestors for years, is now pursuing you back. I mean, what would be the reaction? Now, let's just put ourselves in their, in their shoes yeah. We would mama, we would do so, all sorts of things, and that's normal. Yeah. We're, because you're expecting, okay, God has said, this is my breakthrough. And now why is this the, the opposite thing following, right? Yeah. So this, this is exactly how the Israelites react. They panic, mm -hmm. forgetting that if God was able to take them out of the hands of Pharaoh, he's not going to let them go back. Because why would he let you come out of slavery? Why would God let you come out of poverty? Why would he let you come out of any bad situation yeah. only to put you back in the same situation? Yeah. You get? So that's also a reminder to us. If you're moving forward, God is not going to pull you back. You're the only one that can pull you, yourself back with yeah. your actions, with your words, mm -hmm. with lack of... Uh, listening and heeding to the instructions of God. Mm -hmm. But once God tells you, you and I, this is what's going to happen. His word stays the same. So it's up to us to follow through with that word. Amen. Amen. So, and another thing that this chapter is really reminding us that I really want to dwell on today is that sometimes we get too comfortable. Mm -hmm. We get too comfortable when we feel like the devil has just taken his finger one finger off, off yeah, right? Yeah. He had his hand on you and pressing all sorts of things on you. Yeah. When he takes a finger, he's still right there. Right? He's just lifted a finger. Yeah. We get too comfortable and feel like, ah, you know, he's gone. It's like the saying that says, uh, what's the saying? The cat, no, the mouse, you know, Plays too much when the cut's not home. Yeah. That, uh, I don't know what the saying goes, but yeah, don't exactly. get too comfortable, right? If the enemy has just taken a finger off of you, there is still work to be done. Yeah. There is still something you need to do to make sure that he doesn't come back, yeah. right? Yeah. We're at a constant war with the, with the kingdom of the darkness. From the day we were born to the day we will die, the devil will try his possible best yeah. to drag us down with him. The question only remains, 
are you and I going to stand? Are we going to stand to say, Lord, I'll stick to your word? Amen? Mm -hmm. uh, so a reminder that we should always be on guard. Always be on guard. One, one other uh, chapter, I can't remember the exact chapter, but this was when Jesus fasted for three days and three nights. Mm -hmm. He had just fasted for three days and three nights. You would expect maybe, you know, a miracle to happen right after the fasting because that's what we think. You know, you know, I've prayed, yes, Holy Ghost food and whatnot. No, what's the first thing that happens? The devil tempts him. Right after the fasting, the first thing he sees is the devil, right? Yeah. He, we don't hear that he heard angels or God came he down. He fasted 40 days. Oh, yes. <laughs> 40 yeah, days. 40 days, not three days. Okay, okay. So, yeah. Imagine you fasted, you prayed in the wilderness because he, he went, he wasn't in his house, you know. He secluded himself, I mean isolated himself for 40 days, 40 nights. Mm -hmm. The first thing you see is going to be the devil, like yeah. seriously, really, okay. So, like he wasn't even afraid of the anointing. Yes. So if the enemy can attack you after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Mm -hmm. Yo. <laughs> he'll, be the, he'll be the first one to show up. Yes. So he's the first one to show up to discourage the prayers, the declarations you've just made. Yeah. So we should always be on God. He doesn't rest. Mm -hmm. Why are we resting? Mm -hmm. Yep. So here's a good example, right? If somebody, okay, I'm going to use poverty because, you know, this is something maybe we are not all familiar with, but some of us are familiar with it. Uh, it's something that's real that's happening out there in sickness. If God has taken you out of poverty, mm. has he healed you from a disease, you got the job that you were looking for, you have, everything is moving perfectly for you. That's not the time for you to see, to be like, God, I'm on a holiday, like you do your thing and I'm doing my thing. <laughs> yeah. The time that you think that your life is together, everything is working together for you, that is the time that you need God the most. Yes. You need God the most when everything is perfect, more than when you were poor, more than when you were jobless, more than when you were, name it, more than anything that you can think of that was horrible or bad in your life. You need God now more than then. You need God more now that you think your life is perfect. Yeah. Because that is a time when you're too relaxed and the enemy is going to strike. Mm -hmm. Amen. This was really a reminder to me as well. Say, be on God. Always be on God. The enemy is not resting. He's still fighting. He's, he's watching. Yeah, okay. He's Francine, from day one, this is what you've been doing. So his, his main goal, the enemy, he, the devil, the demons... Their goal is we need to strike, we need to strike Francine. Mm. Put your name there, okay? Mm. Don't put my name. <laughs> put your name there. The moment we relax, that's it. So a reminder that if your life is in a good page right now, mm. anything is possible. We don't have to live in fear that something will go wrong, but that's when the enemy knows we, we are now too comfortable. So he tries, he brings a worse strategy than he had before, okay? I just remember <laughs> when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he mm. said, when a, a demon has been removed from a person, he doesn't have a 
place to be at because okay. he's been kicked out of his home. He lingers around mm -hmm. and he gets seven more of his friends. Mm -hmm. When you relax, he comes in, he doesn't come alone. Yes. It's now seven. It becomes worse. Now it's like they come in stronger. So, yeah, you're right. Be on your guard all the time. Mm. You know, look out not to go back yes. to where you come from. Amen. All right, so Henry just jumped to the ending of my message, right? Oh, yeah. So you're, you're in the spirit, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So since you've already mentioned that, I'll just go to that verse that you've mentioned, Matthew chapter 12, mm -hmm. verse 45. I mean, 43 to 45. Matthew 12. Okay, it says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Mm. Then goeth he, and taketh himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter in, and dwell there. The last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so, it, even so shall it be unto this wicked generation. So when you think about it, we use, you read stories about Sodom, Gomorrah, you read stories about how rebellious the, the kingdom of uh, Israel was back then. But look at how the, the world has become more wicked. The, the, the Bible is saying this wicked generation. And at the time, this is being written is way, way back during the time of the, you know, the children of Israel. Fast forward today, how wicked has the world been? No? Yeah. So the demons that were working back then, they've become worse. They've mastered different strategies on how to bring down the, the children of God. Mm -hmm. They're still perfecting themselves. So if demons can perfect themselves, then why shouldn't we perfect ourselves? See, they're working day and There's somebody that, uh, I can't remember who, but they, they used an analogy where they say, demons even fast, okay? Even the Satanists, they fast when they're about to attack a powerful man or woman of God. Mm. We also need to do the same, dwell in the presence of God. We can't say, I will be able to resist the enemy if I'm not in the word of God. If I'm not reading the word of God, you cannot say, I will be strong when you're not congregating with your fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord. Because yeah. that's the commandment that God has given us. Right? You cannot say, I will withstand whatever comes my way because, you know, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. I've been we, in church since I was young. It doesn't matter. In fact, if, even if you've been in church since you were born, you were baptized in church, you're just waiting to die in church, you're not there yet. Demons are constantly renewing their resumes, <laughs> getting better. We have to get better, regardless of how long we feel like we've been in Christ. We have to renew our faith, our strength, every single day by reading His Word, fellowshipping with others, amen, amen. and constantly asking God what we need to do. Because sometimes we just read the Bible and we go to church, we pray, but we don't ask God what He wants us to do. And so we lose focus. So without going out of track where we are from Matthew 12. When demons leave, they bring seven others that are more wicked, and then the person's state becomes worse. So if we are too comfortable saying, I have my dream job, you know, I have a degree, 
I have everything that, or maybe I didn't go to school, but I have everything that money can buy. All the women follow me if you're a guy, or all the men are after me if you're a lady. And you feel like, I've arrived, right? Always remember, you are under attack. The moment you begin to feel like, yes, I've arrived, you're under attack. Because the devil is trying over and over to bring you down. So the question I have today again is, in what state will the enemy find you? Okay? When you have reached to the point where God has blessed you beyond your imagination, yeah. what state will that demon find you when it comes? You get it. Mm -hmm. Even when you look at the story of Job, uh, Job was, and that guy went through a lot. Imagine if he was just relaxed at the time when the attacks happened on him and his entire family. Mm. We would be telling it, maybe he wouldn't even, he wouldn't be in the Bible. But because he did not relax, he didn't look at the fact that God has blessed him with everything that the world has to offer, with everything that money has to buy. Mm -hmm. He still stuck to the truth of the word of God and he stood firm and God blessed him even more than he did before. Yeah. So that's an encouragement to us to say, never ever relax. Always make sure that God is your refuge. Whether things are good, God has to be your refuge. Whether things are bad, he is still your refuge. Never relax. Yes. Amen. Amen. And then we'll just conclude by reading Joshua 17. Verse 10 to 13. If we can find Joshua. 17? Yep, Joshua chapter 17. Don't worry. Verse... Sorry, 10 to 13. Okay, Joshua 17 verse 10. Ten says, Southward it was Ephraim, northward it was Manasseh, and the sea was its border. Manasseh's territory was adjoining Asher on the north and Issachar on the east, eleven. And in Issachar and in Asher, Manasseh had Beth Shon and its towns. Abriam and his towns, the inhabitants of Dor and his towns, the inhabitants of Endor and his towns, the inhabitants of Tanach and his towns, and the inhabitants of Megiddo and his towns. Okay, okay, stop there. I probably gave you the wrong verse. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we'll just go back to verse 10 of the same chapter. Exodus. Exodus. Yeah, 14. Sorry. I'll just quickly read verse 10. It says, And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes. And behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were so afraid. And the children of Israel carried out, cried out unto the Lord. So our refuge is in crying out to God. Amen. Amen. Our refuge is in crying out to God. So the moment we stop to cry. Mm. We've invited room, we've opened doors for the enemy to strike. Yeah. The moment we think that we don't need God to get to where we have to be, that's 
the biggest mistake we can ever make in our lives. Mm. So never, ever stop crying. You don't cry to God when you feel like you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. alone. When everything is okay, you cry to God. Mm -hmm. Amen. You mm -hmm. call unto Him. And that's the only way we're going to move forward without the enemy destroying us. So, again, I'm going to ask this question one more time so it seeks. What will you be holding when the enemy is striking? Will you be holding on to the word of God? Will you be holding on to the things you think will protect you? Is it your family, your job, your financial security? What is it that you will be holding? All these things are good, yes. But after everything is said and done, everything shall pass away but the word of God. Yeah. So if we're not holding on to the word of God, we will fall. Mm -hmm. And become worse than we were before. Yeah. Um, there are times when you find a brother and a sister in, in, in God, the, in, in the Lord. They were on fire for Christ, right? Mm -hmm. They were dedicated. And everybody said, my oh my, if I were like sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so, right? And then suddenly things take a turn in a different direction and you wonder is this the same person is this the same person why is it that that happens we relax too much we feel like you know everybody looks up to me so you know I'm good yeah. but never relax even if people are looking up to you, especially when people look up to you that's the time when you need to pray more mm -hmm. study the word of God more don't don't just be like okay I'm a role model therefore Everything is okay with me. I have to focus. Don't focus on changing other people. Always focus on guarding your heart. Always focus on guarding you, mm -hmm. your faith in Christ, because your faith is also under attack. Where you thank God if you're in a position to where you can help others and uplift them in their faith, but never neglect your own faith, because mm -hmm. that's very important as well. When, we, when you get to heaven, you won't be holding the person next to you saying, let me help you get a ticket to heaven. It's just going to be you and God. Yeah. So focus, focus, focus. Never take refuge in it. Completely in something and leave God aside. Always, always involve God in, always, in everything that you're doing. Yeah. When you put God to be your refuge, you will never have regrets. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so that's the message that I had today. And I really pray that may God continue to remind us that we're nothing without Him. With Him, all things are possible. And it doesn't matter like how bad things get in the world, especially in the, this year. A lot has happened, and a lot of people have been discouraged. Like we, Every day on social media, there's somebody killing themselves because there's too much pressure about these and that. But when you put the Word of God as your refuge, it doesn't matter what pressures you're facing. Yeah. Your first response will not be, okay, I need to kill myself because I'm done with life. Your first response is not going to be like, you know what, there's nothing useful that's going to come out of me because you hold on to God's word and it gives you strength. Yeah. So may you always, I'm encouraging our viewers to always, always, always read the word of God because your neighbors will not always be there. Your families might disappoint you, yes. but the Word of God, it will always remain mm -hmm. the same. So make, make the Word of God your refuge. Make the Word of God, in fact, your best friend. Because for, for those that have partners and stuff, you might argue with your partner, 
but you're never going to argue with, with the Word of God. Mm -hmm. So the Word of God is your refuge. Never, ever let the enemy deceive you to say you're good, you don't need God. You always need God in Amen. good times and in the bad times. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much for that powerful word. Amen. Uh, never stop to cry. Because mm. the moment you stop crying out to God, mm. that's when the devil kicks you. Yes. Mm. Unknowingly. Mm. Thank you so much for that word. Mm. Uh, without wasting much time, we want to thank you so much for watching and thank you for uh, listening wherever you are. We pray that God may be with you, that God will strengthen you, that God mm. will uh, encourage you in any situation that you're going. Mm. We pray that you uh, should always lean to God and not to what you have and not to uh, people, but 100% lean to God because He is the one who cares for you. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thank you so much for that powerful word. Mm. Let us pray in closing. Amen. You want to close? Sure. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your words. I pray, Almighty God, that as everybody is listening tonight, Almighty God, may you remind them, O oh God, that your word is the source of their strength. Your word, Father God, is the source of our strength. May you continue, Almighty God, to speak to our hearts. And I just pray, O oh God, for healing even to everyone that's hurting we pray for emotional restoration in the name of jesus and that restore oh god everything that the enemy has stolen from your people and father god may we not heed unto any lies of the enemy thank you that from today we will seek advice from your word from the holy spirit and not rely on what the word has to offer oh god i pray father god for that brother and that sister that Lord may, as they're being restored, may testimonies come out of them, O oh God, as they obey your word that has been given today. Yes. We thank you and we bless you, O oh God, for hearts that are being touched, O oh God, through this message tonight. We give you praise and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you so much for listening and watching wherever you are. Until next time, we say goodbye from us. Thank you so much. Thank you. May God be with mm. you. Amen. Amen. Mm.